Hello, and welcome to Gaming Fix, episode 174, on May 29th, 2021. I am your host, Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite Dungeons and Dragons class. I'm joined today by Pat. She always plays a rogue. Well, she has like every class in WoW, but remains a rogue. Fun. So Okay. I mean that's not Dungeons and Dragons. No, but it's but okay. in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, that that is fair. All right. And Allison joining us. Oh, today. I see I don't know if I like I tend to always play as like magic classes, but at the same time I'm like I don't know if I have a particular favorite. So mm-hmm. that's like, a tough like a question. wizard. You a, you a warlock? I like warlock. Yeah, Eldritch blast. Yeah, I typically like wizard, but it's like I feel like there's I don't I don't know if it's necessarily a favorite. It's just I tend to go for those magic when I play. I see. I see. I I've had D and D on the brain ever since we started playing, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like jonesing for it. And I can't like I'm watching YouTube videos about like uh, you know like DM content and ju- you know just like gags and stuff, and uh, it's uh, yeah I'm just like itching for it all the time, which is uh, how I ended up with my games uh, today. But yeah, uh, how how's it going? That's good. I'm tired. I was too up, yeah. up late, too late last night driving trucks. <laughs> you got the sideshow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing donuts in your big rig. Uh, no, but I did literally, <laughs> th- I, I don't want to talk at length about American Truck Simulator because there's no new content really for it and there's not a good reason to talk about it. But I did have a funny moment where I started a new game with my wheel finally to try it. And then I had an articulated trailer and I was doing a delivery and it was like, do you want to park this or do you want to just, because the way it works is when you deliver the mm-hmm. thing, we'll either ask if you want to park it yourself and get a bonus or just be done, wash your hands of it. Mm-hmm. And the articulated trailers are like two trailers stuck together behind your truck. Oh no. They're oh, God. a pain in the ass. So they won't let you even... do the, you can't oh, do the like gosh. back in parking the way that there's always uh-huh. two tiers of parking challenge. There's like back it in and pull it in. And mm-hmm. you, they don't even give you a back-end challenge for articulated trailers because it's such a nightmare. So I was like, yeah, I'll do the pull-in challenge. And I went the wrong way in the parking lot so that I got Uh-oh. into a dead end. And you, I mean, in real life, the way you manage that is you literally unhitch the back trailer and then another truck comes and, and moves it. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can't reverse two trailers like that because they're not, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And so in the game, you can't do that. And I was too far away from the parking point to like trigger the like, just give up and give me my money and leave. So I had to abandon the delivery, which cost me $12,000, which was more money than I had because it was only my like third delivery that I'd done. And I just mm-hmm. had to delete the save and start over. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, I'm, 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 I'm out it's, of this. <laughs> it was awful. The Michael Scott, I declare bankruptcy. Yes. Yeah, I had negative $4,000, and I was like, well, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, no, I think I've, I think I've gotten to that point whenever I've played those games, but then I'm not even trying to park, so... That's now things are good, because I'm not yeah, taking it, those kinds of deliveries anymore. <laughs> it truly is American Truck Simulator. Yes. It would be American Truck Simulator if you Except didn't start in, in real life, deeply it, in debt. In real life, it would have been that he, like, broke his foot and had to go to the hospital, and that's yeah. why the... yeah. Well, yep. On that cheery note, uh, this week we got we got some games. 
Alice, uh, we're, we're talking to you, Pat. What, what do you got this week? Uh, well, the the thing that I played that's on the newer side, I think it came out in like April into early access, but I hadn't seen it at all until this week, popped up in a Steam queue, um, is this really interesting game called Dread Hunger. This looks like the most you game that you could bring to this podcast. <laughs> In that it's a survival, multiplayer survival game that you're probably playing with, like, three of your friends. No, I can't get them to buy oh. it. Um, they oh, buy wow. It. It's, so, it's really more of a social deception game than it is okay. a survival crafting game. Um, there, are, there are survival elements. You're killing um, wildlife to get food, and then you cook the food, and you eat the food. If you eat the food raw, then you puke it up and stuff. Like, it has some of that stuff, but... It's much more of a of a social deduction game. So the the basic premise is: um, is any, are either of you familiar with the Terror TV like, show slash book? No, vaguely. So the, it's 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 a, it's very much inspired by the Terror, which is about a um, a a nineteenth century uh, um, ship making its way through the Canadian Arctic, and uh, there's like a mysterious force that's causing everyone to kind of lose their minds. And maybe there's a monster outside and, um, and, and it's, it's spooky and stuff. So this is, this game is very much inspired by that. You'd set in the Canadian Arctic in the 19th century. You're on one of those, like a, like a, one of the ships that has like a boiler with an engine and then also sails. Um, So it looks kind of like a big sailing ship uh, with an engine in it. And each player, it's an eight player game. You can play with anywhere from four to eight players. And but it's best with eight if you can get eight. And each player is p- taking one of the ship's roles. So you got like the captain, you got the navigator, you got the doctor, you got the the hunter, you got the royal marine. Uh, so there's eight of these roles as a chaplain, and they're each going to start with like s- different equipment. And what happens is the winds die, and you have to try to get this ship through an ice, a bunch of ice, and then ultimately through an iceberg that you have to blow up. And using like coal um, to power the boiler, and you have to explore the map, which is like interesting because it's like a, an ice flow kind of. But there's you know like caves on it, and there's like encampments where previous expeditions stopped, and there's like a shipwrecked ship and stuff. And it's the same every time. Um, the placement of items is different, but the, the 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 map layout and where the like loot crates and stuff are is the same. So the goal is you go out and explore, find coal to power the boiler, get the ship to the iceberg, and then you got to find nitroglycerin and blow up the iceberg using it. Fairly simple, a little bit repetitive. They only have one map so far. Um, There's going to be more as early access continues. Um, Complicating that is that two of the players are thralls. So their goal is to either sink the ship or kill all of the crew. Um, And... Everybody still thralls and, and shipmates uh, to both have to eat to survive, and if you get too cold, you start losing health. So you have to manage heat and uh, and and hunger. And there is a day night cycle, um, and there is a time limit because there's a blizzard coming, and you have to get through before the blizzard comes. So you only have like four days of in game time. The days are like ten ish minutes per day. Um, so it's fairly fast paced, but it's a, it's a good mix of being frantically kind of trying to go without feeling like stressed all the time. Um, and it's pretty cool. Uh, the, the thralls get 
can pick up these bone charms from like dead animals and you'll find them in the environment sometimes in loot crates. The bone charms let you do things like summon a swarm of these like cannibalistic monsters to go after people. You can call you know blizzard um or you can do what's called a spirit walk where you go like super fast and like run across the map really fast and uh then everybody can craft items so like i was playing as the navigator which starts with a telescope like a like a um telescope lens uh spyglass and a lantern and um so Spyglass helps you like see if there's animals to hunt for food or stuff and stuff or like players doing stuff far away. Um, and then I, you can also craft though like things. If you find some gun parts and then some iron scrap, you can craft a pistol and you can turn a pistol into a rifle with the right stuff. Uh, and then you have to craft ammo and stuff like that. And I like it because the big stumbling point for me with Among Us that I can't, that I find like so immersion breaking, I just don't want to play it is or just flow breaking is people called meetings right and they push the button and then there's a meeting and everyone's drawn to the table and sometimes you get to a point in the game where people are doing it like every 30 seconds so every 30 seconds i'm trying to do something and then i get like interrupted and pulled back to this table and what i really like about this dread hunger game is it doesn't have that at all um and then the other thing about among us that i don't like is you can't really it kind of breaks the game if you talk outside of the meetings and mm. whereas in dread hunger talking it's got a sort of phasmophobia ask proximity voice chat and so you're talking all the time in fact your character's lips move when you talk which is very funny Ooh. uh but um you, you're talking all the time they need to tune it some because it probably is was a little too long range right now but it means mm. that like you know who the other thrall is you and the other thrall can like the game starts and you can be like, oh, well, the engineer and I will start. Um, we're going to rush the nitroglycerin. So we'll head out to the camp there. And if everyone else is like, OK, cool, then you you just have cover to leave with the other thrall and go plan stuff on the other side of the map or whatever. Um, and so that proximity voice chat is fun. And so far in the few games that I've played, no one has said anything like super shitty that has been uncomfortable. Everyone's been pretty cool. I don't know if that trend will continue i've seen yeah. plenty of people say that there are awful people has muting and reporting features they're improving mm -hmm. the moderation next update so um but it, it's a very interesting game because with that like voice communications element that among us sort of has in the meetings but doesn't have moment to moment there's like it's it's just fun to to do like my friend and I, the first game we got into there, the chaplain was like walking around asking everyone if they'd accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and savior. And we were like, no. And then he, we were, we were guarding the boiler. Um, Cause you start off and everybody has a piece of coal. And in our game, the captain was like, okay, everybody, you start with a poker game, which has like a, a minor reward for whoever wins the poker game as the game is starting. And then, uh, and it plays really fast. It's not like a real poker. It's like, poker mixed with go fish or something um and uh and then we all stood up and we're around this table and the captain's like okay put your call on the table and everybody puts their call on the table and he's like okay i'm gonna go deposit all of it in the boiler and the marine and the navigator are gonna stand guard and so we're standing guard and this chaplain comes in and he's talking all this stuff and i was like is a chaplain one of the thralls trying to distract us so he can grab the coal so it slows us down right away mm -hmm. and then my friend just shot him because <laughs> he was annoyed <laughs> by him and the chaplain was like whoa, the Marine shot me. 
because the marine starts with a gun but only like mm-hmm. three bullets and uh and and then my friend was like yeah he was being really irritating and then later on he was like yeah i was actually a thrall uh <laughs> and so he was trying to like eliminate somebody early and when you die you don't actually go away forever either you end up in the stock and like in the brig and so, oh. so you can like, also if the thrall gets killed they can be like broken out or something. yes and it means it leads to funny stuff like <laughs> in the game that we ultimately finished the, the someone killed the thrall the captain killed the thrall and uh he ended up in this in the, the the brig and then he was down there like yeah you know my strategy was blah 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 blah, but i couldn't execute because my teammate sucked and the teammate left mm-hmm. the game like right right after he got found out and then he was like come on you gotta let me out and we can we can duel and then they let him out and then two people had a fist fight like <laughs> standing <laughs> outside of the brig <laughs> it was very funny as we like sailed across the exit and won uh this sounds beautifully chaotic it's and I really love good it. It reminds me a little bit of something like Velvet Sundown, where you're yeah. you're talking all the time, uh, and someone there trying to find money for their nightclub in Dublin. Yeah, the the te- the, the the like actions. The other thing I don't like about Among Us is that the actions are very um, uh, repetitive, but also they feel kind of arbitrary. It's like mm-hmm. we need nodes on each corner of the map for you to go and hit, and that's how yeah. we move you around the map. Which I get, but I like that in this game. It's like no, you need to eat. And if everyone's looking for food, then nobody is looking for coal. So a few people do need to just focus on looking for food. And you need to look focus on looking for food to get enough food to cook some stew in the in the in the galley of the ship. But let's say you cook stew and oh it's twelve servings. So that means that everybody can take a couple of servings. Not really if you're playing with eight, but you know what I mean. Um and then that's enough to the stew gives you some warmth and it gives you some some hunger. But like because of the proximity voice chat, you can't just call out to everyone, hey, stew's ready. So let's say you make the stew, you take a couple for yourself, you leave the rest in the stove. Well, a thrall can come along and poison the stew, and then anybody who drinks it <sighs> dies. And so you don't necessarily want to leave it sitting alone. Mm-hmm. Also, maybe you're the thrall and you go, hey, I'll handle cooking the food. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then you, gotta, then you poison it, and then you got to tell everyone, like, oh, well, I left it sitting on the stove for people, so somebody else must have come and poisoned it. Mm-hmm. Like, all this stuff is very... It can it gets pretty dynamic with the way that the tasks yeah. are tied to needs that you have that just sort of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how many players are in a match? Uh, four to eight, but the okay. more the better. I mean, the the yeah, best way to course. play it is eight players with two thralls. What I do like is they have custom game modes. So there is like a when you play custom, it disables the progression. There is a progression. I'm sure they're going to rebalance it. Right now, all it does is each character class that you play levels up when you finish games and you get each class has like a bonus to doing something like the navigator has a bonus to their run speed and it starts at 1% and every level it goes up 1% point. So it's like Mm. a fairly negligible bonus, but it's something for playing as like a metal meta progression, which is nice. They're going to have customization stuff for cosmetics as well for each class. Um, but uh, but but yeah, the the custom games are nice because you can actually set it so that there's like no thralls, or you can set the which wouldn't be fun to play like They're probably longer just term. Like but if you want exploring teach, the map, yes, or, if you want to yeah. teach people the mechanics of the game, you can set up a custom game without thralls in it. You could also set up a custom game with thralls and just have people say what they are, so you can just sort of yeah. learn how yeah. everything works. 
Um, it has a pretty okay tutorial. It's fairly intuitive in general. It's not super, um, it's like fairly deep for one of these games, but it's not super complicated to learn to play. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a cool game. I, I think the only rough part about it that's going to be, make it tough for them to find a good audience is it's 25 bucks, which is kind of Mm. an ask for a lot of people for, for a game like this. And it is pretty content thin. It only has the one map right now. So I could see that being a bit of a stumbling block for people, but I think it's worth it because I think even though the map is a little repetitive, the, the, the range of tools that the thrall has versus the range of tools that the sailors have and the needs that everybody has are really interesting. Um, like you can even do things like, <laughs> like y- you can, you can kill other players and then, and cook them, and put them into stews and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw like, uh, I was like, I Googled this game and then I, I immediately saw like, promo images of like cannibalism and i'm like hmm yeah uh but it does it in a it's all done in a tone that's fairly like not silly not all the way silly but it's just the characters and stuff are just cartoonish enough that it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like totally like it's like it's not going for like edgy or anything um Mm -hmm. and uh and and it's actually really well polished too for being an early access game like this there there's like Mm -hmm. The lobby system and the way that you join games with friends is really great. We, my, I played with one friend and that I know uh, one of my partner's friends from their WoW guild, um, and uh, and and he just, I just invited him to my game, and then he spawns on like you're like on the ship in in the docks, and then you pick a game to join, and then you join the game, and then uh every someone puts some coal in the boiler in the ship at the docks and you sail the ship out of the docks and then it loads into the actual game and so you get a lobby minute for everybody to kind of talk for a second and if someone starts immediately spouting something awful you can mute them all right away and stuff uh so yeah it's it's pretty cool there also have always been games going too it's because because you only it only has like 300 people playing at a time but since you only need eight players for a game that means there's pretty much always a game filling up to play or and then you know when you get done you can jump into another one if you want to so and the developer seems pretty cool from what i've seen so far too so uh i I think it could have a pretty bright future i don't think it's necessarily going to be uh like among us overnight yeah it's not going to be an overnight like ton Mm -hmm. millions of people playing it um it's already got 450 reviews and mostly positive or yep. very positive what was it uh it was very positive, very positive. Looked, yeah it yeah. is it is very positive so yeah. like you know that helps with the the algorithm oh yeah and that's that not stuff, that's so. not bad for yeah that but was for early access and starting. price will yeah. definitely be a a thing that like keeps it from that among us penetration yeah but, to be honest right. with you, I think part of the reason they priced it the way they did is that they're a super small team and they didn't yeah. want that like Among Us style blow up of a million people playing it and then a yeah. million people going, wow, this game is dead. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I think that they're more interested in because they haven't done any marketing for this game. Mm-hmm. And in their discord, there was someone who was like, I, you know, the game needs more players. And if you just did some ads for it, maybe we get more players. And the developer was specifically like. Well, that's not really the point. Bro. Yeah, it was like we launched in early access with no marketing for a reason. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, so they clearly just want like just just people yeah. to test it right now. Um, but it's it's cool. I, I think uh, if you're into these kind of games, 
it's a, a very interesting take on that kind of werewolf thing, uh, and people might like it. Nice. Uh, well, what else you got this week? Yeah, the uh, so the Chivalry 2 open beta is this weekend. That game comes out in about a week, uh, June 7th, so a week and a half. Um, that's still incredibly good. That's like one of my favorite multiplayer games in a long time, I think, um, at least since Modern Where- Warfare. Where is it coming out? Just Epic Game Store? Or? Only Epic on PC, but it's going to be cross-play with PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, oh, as far as I know. It, 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 this is the first time it'll be on console, right? Yeah. My friend's playing with a controller. He says it works great with a controller. I don't really like the idea of playing it with a controller. Um, mm. This Chivalry, the thing for people who don't know, it's a first-person melee game, but it's got this. It's, it's got a concept called dragging in it where the... The, your weapon is a physical object. I may have talked about, touched on this before, but it's not like most shooters, the gun you see in your hand is not actually a gun drawn on the gun drawn on your model that other people are seeing. It's like, yeah. it's, it's with the way the camera tricks yeah. work and stuff. Um, with chivalry, as far as I know, you're actually, the camera is actually positioned at a point on your model. So you're, 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 you're looking at the physical object in the world. It could be that that's not the case, but it's just modeled one to one. I don't. I'm not positive. I don't know how the game is, was made. But the point being, you actually want. You don't just want to put your your. It's not like shooting a gun. You don't just want to put the target in the center of the screen and click the button. Mm-hmm. That will work. But to hit faster, what you want to do is start your swing and then move your mouse so that your sword is hitting them. Like you kind of mm-hmm. want to swing into it, um, and. I was worried that that would be harder to do on a controller, but apparently it's works great. Uh, I mean, so. You played Dead Island, yeah, and this is like Dead Island, but but better <laughs> uh, <laughs> in terms of the way that the game feels. Um, Impossible. Yeah, I, I think that that game feels pretty sublime to play. We played like four hours of it yesterday. <laughs> my I got off of work, and my friend and I played it for two hours, and then we went to an event that we play on Friday nights, and then after the event, we played it for another two hours. <laughs> Um, and, uh, this open beta, they finally unveiled their progression stuff, like their cosmetic progression stuff and the, the customization for characters, which I was a little nervous about because, um, you know, a big part of, I love medieval combat games, whether it's mountain blade or, or, um, conceptually a game like Mordhau. But unfortunately, a lot of times those games tend to become a like place where like, like white neo-fascists and white supremacists and stuff collect because they look at the middle ages and medieval warfare as like you know shitty you know there were all it was only white people and white people just Mm -hmm. subjugated the world and Mm -hmm. um which is not entire the second part is unfortunately true and has led to many of the problems that we now face as a world today but, um, you know, there were, of course, people of color in Europe in the Middle Ages. It's absurd to suggest that there were not. There are vast mm-hmm. historical records of, yeah. like, African knights and stuff in Europe. Like, it's, it's, it's revisionist history to claim otherwise. Um, but, uh, unfortunately, those types tend to, to flood those genres. Anyway, the point being, a game like Mordhau, for example, I bounced because they made it very clear I'm not going to accuse the developers necessarily of being white supremacists themselves, but they did say point blank, we're not going to moderate our forums for it. So their forums are a cesspool of like Nazi shit. And they also like 
at one point were like, oh, we're going to add skin tones and and uh, gender selection to your to the game's character customization. They never, as far as I know, never did. Um, so anyway, the point be- thing is with chivalry is I was kind of like, man, I hope that doesn't end up being a repeat. And it's not. I think they did a really good job. The They did like unique instead of just making a bunch of faces that look like white people and adding skin tones to them, they actually have um, models that, you know, to each their own as terms of judging their quality. Uh, I don't, they're not like the best character models I've ever seen or anything. They're not like last of us two or something, but, um, but they're character models that are clearly made with thought of like, Oh, this is the facial structure of a person that would have the skin tone palette that we're putting on and making available for this character. Um, so they put some thought into making sure that they're actually trying to like represent different types of faces. And, um, they have, uh, like masculine and feminine faces. And so you can play as like, um, like a woman of color, for example, if you want to and and stuff. And I think that that's, that's really good because, um, it's uh, every game should have the ability to customize your character like this, every multiplayer game, but especially this one is not based in reality at all. It's set in like a fantasy world that is not fantasy world with no magic. It's still like quote realistic fantasy, but it's it's yeah. not it's not the real world. It's, so yeah, it's specifically not. It's, it's not a historical to, game, right? Uh, historical fantasy. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it's it's great. You can play with or without a helmet too. So um, you can you can make a character that's that's rad and um, from from with with and more than just a white dude. And then also people have to see that you're beating their ass with them. If they're one of those shitty people, uh, who complain about there being women and people of color in this game. Um, and, uh, and yeah, they don't know. They, they, they put a couple new, new maps in. There's a map where one team starts off as peasants and just has like pitchforks and stuff. (laughs) And you just like annihilate them as the other team. And as they die, they respawn as the, the like, their their warrior class that they chose so it's oh so it's like gun game but sort of um but it's interesting peasant, peasant uh, game and there's one that ends i can't i think it's the same map actually it starts off everybody's a peasant you die as a peasant you come back not everybody one team and the team that's attacking their objective is to to burn this village down and so as they kill peasants then they come back as as uh soldiers i think that's how that works in that in that part and then you have to go through stealing a bunch of gold from the town. And then uh, then you ultimately have to kill off the soldiers and at the end and the defenders as they die, die and then come back as peasants. Um, so there's a lot of fun objective stuff in there and the game plays super, super well. I need to check out this beta. You really, really should. I really highly recommend it to anybody. It's free to everyone on Epic. There's no you don't have to buy the game to play the beta this weekend. Um, and it's it's really really fantastic in my opinion. That's um, a super deep game, so it's. Mm-hmm. But what's nice is you can play it where you're just mashing the click to click the button and swing the sword if you want to, or it has like shoves and tackles and dodging and blocking and stuff that make it pretty dynamic and and uh, and challenging. Um, and uh, and and so it's got a lot of depth without being necessarily like a fighting game either uh which is Mm. is pretty pretty cool it's a good game nice that's chivalry 2 out next week next week it's june 7th so not this coming tuesday but tuesday after and then the beta runs through monday i think 
I believe it, it's Memorial Day in the States, and I think it runs mm-hmm. through the end of Memorial Day. Um, so, yeah. I think it's uh, even, yeah, I think, well, it's through the first, so I think it's even to, like, Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. Yep. So, and it also seems really stable, too. We've been playing with the matchmaking, which works well. It, um, is it on consoles, too? It's cross-play, yes, so is it's, it on, it's, like... I th- I want to say it's crossplay with PlayStation as well, but maybe it's only on Xbox. But I haven't looked into that. But um, it's playable. It, it, the the beta is crossplay. There's no cross. People are having getting very upset about this. There's no like party creation cross across mm. devices. So if yet. I was on PlayStation, you were on PC. We, we couldn't, couldn't party. Couldn't right. Right. Party. Yeah. But they, gotcha. I believe they've claimed that that will come eventually. It's just mm-hmm. not in for launch. Um, and I think it's because they're not owned by Epic. It's it's Tripwire yeah. Interactive is publishing this. Um, the studio making it has only they're the studio that made Chivalry One, and then they made this mm-hmm. that there's a game they made called Mirage, which was bad. Um, it was like a Team Fortressy. It was like a mix between Chivalry and Team Fortress, and it was had uh-huh. a sort of like Arabian Nights motif, and it sucked. Uh, uh-huh. It was too bad because it was kind of cool. The art was kind of cool even if a little appropriative. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so um, the, the, the beta is cross-play and then it'll release and be cross-play and I guess cross-party functionality, cross-play parties are coming eventually. Um, and you can also play it on PC with a controller as well. Uh, so, um, okay. And I also beat the second boss in Returnal, which was funny because the I, was pl- I started playing Returnal again uh, and... And I was like, I don't know how much I'm going to play this game further because the first boss is so hard and I don't see any path (laughs) to beating it. And then I had a battle, a fight with it where I was like, I barely got into the third health bar of the first boss. And I was like, yeah, this is impossible. And then I did another run and I bought minor mechanical spoilers for Returnal, Mm -hmm. but this is pretty obvious stuff if you've played the first biome at all. Um, I did there's there's these like machines you can use to set a respawn point uh and yeah. I used I burned 6 ether on one of them and I bought a an object that lets you resurrect right on the spot so then I and I got a bunch of health upgrades and I went and fought the boss the boss killed me twice so I had to go back to my respawn point and I was like well at least I got it down to one more health bar and then I drop in, and if you go back to the respawn point and have to restart the fight, it goes back to full health. <laughs> it does yeah. not save the point oh. where it's at help us. Yeah. And I was like, man, fuck this game. And then I just crushed it <laughs> on that final <laughs> nice. time. Just like, not, I, was, I was like, why did I ever think this was hard? This was so easy. Like, <laughs> that final time. It was fun. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, for the most part, like, I, there's some challenge to the bosses, but like... It's all learning their patterns. That's the thing. Yeah, I beat... I beat like half of them on my first try. The thing that was hard about the sec- the first boss for me was that he has a melee. She has a melee attack. Mm. Um, and I couldn't find, I couldn't figure out what the telegraph was. And then I started to realize, Oh, every time she does this attack, she always follows it with melee. Yeah. And then I was ready for it. And then that was, it turned out that was the thing that had been killing me in every run. So mm. once I knew mm. that it was like, okay, there's no problem. I can dodge these balls yeah. all day long. Yeah. Um, and so then I got through the second, Second biome started, and I was just like awestruck by the enemy variety. Um, mm. I, I wasn't. There's like one repeat enemy that has just like slightly different stuff. Yeah. In the second biome, and then there's turrets that are similar but different. 
but mm-hmm. then but there's a whole like there's like four new completely new enemy types three or four in the second yeah. biome um which is just awesome and uh second boss is very cool i beat that one on the second try um and uh now i'm gonna i have the the one item there's one item that i won't spoil that i was that i was i knew was coming i could probably spoil it because if you've played mm-hmm. this game at all it's very obvious mm-hmm. that you're gonna get one yeah. of these yeah based on the environment and i was like raging out because i was getting to the end of the second biome mm-hmm. and i didn't have it and that was like yep. the thing where i was like this whole game clearly opens up after you get this because you can acquire so many more resources once you have it in the first biome. Um, mm-hmm. And so it just changes the whole flow of like the whole setup on your run and combat and like yeah. it changes a lot. Um, yeah. And I wanted it so bad, but then, and, and, and it, I was frustrated with how long it was taking to get it, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep going with that game. I, th- yeah. I, I, that game is incredibly fun to play. It's, it's, I do think that the, the length of runs, um, it feels really fucking bad to to die without making progress when you're talking yeah. about a two to three hour run. That is yeah. like, I I re- initially I was like, well, it's interesting, and I'll give it and 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 stuff. But like the ether doesn't feel that meaningful to me. Um, mm-hmm. And I the best use for it is getting new items at the start of yeah. the run. And you get it that one time and then you just have the chance of finding it later. There's no permanent like, oh, I always start with this. I don't have a problem with the way that builds develop in that game in that you don't really Mm -hmm. get to pick them because it's all random. That's fine with me. I'm fine with being reactive to the stuff that I find. Um, But I just I think that the length of the runs is definitely Mm -hmm. a huge frustration. And I really think they should have. I don't know. There should have. I think there should have been more meta progression that makes you feel a little stronger yes. over time than than, yeah. than what's in there. Um, and the, like the items you get that are persistent are few and far between, so it can yeah. really feel like it's taking a long time to progress. They should totally add a save system for people because I I get I think that complaint is a hundred percent valid. For me, I would never want to leave a run. I'm not going to play that game unless I have three to four hours to potentially play mm-hmm. like yeah. a couple of good long runs because if, the idea of stopping only, in the middle of the run it sucks yeah yeah <laughs> uh, I, i've done it and like you know i've had it be successful but if only because the other option is like oh i had to put it in rest mode something came up and then oh my playstation yes. updated that's or, the thing that's you know whatever absurd like, about that is like <laughs> the fact that your like, playstation can just burn your run is like <laughs> your your suggested method of saving a run will lose my run because you're pushing an update and like, you're a first party right. studio this is a first party game it, are they are they own i don't it might be technically second I, party but it's, it's a playstation yeah. game you know like it's an exclusive game yeah yeah for, it's like yeah for the, is, uh, I, I think we did this once before and i can't remember what the result was but but either way the point is it's not like it's an in, an indie studio going oh mm-hmm. we could tell people to use the rest mode um, yeah so yeah i don't know it's, yeah, it's yeah. it's you know it's 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 tricky because it's like you get the artistic intent, but when the runs can get that long, yeah. don't have a lot of time. And then like you know with rest mode, that's that works sometimes, but also stuff happens. Like my uh, power was out the other day for about an hour, so it's like, well, 
if anything was going, I if I had anything unsaved on my PlayStation Five, then that would have yeah. tough luck. Definitely. Yeah, there's... but I but I also just had to deal with the PlayStation Five yelling at me. Where it's like, yeah, why yeah. did you do this? And I'm like, I didn't well, try to. I'm I, sorry. Yeah, I had uh, like a bunch for a while. Like one of the patches they had, like when I got to the fifth biome, it would just reliably like freeze and like one time it one time it just shut the game down one time it like hard locked my ps5 and i had to do like the long you know like the, the full shutdown and went hey don't do that Arr. like it was it was bad the i this i will say that this game's writing which i haven't seen other people seen other people really talk much about so mm-hmm. it may just it's probably just a me thing but the writing in this game is so on point for me when it comes mm-hmm. to I mean, the narrative stuff, for sure. I actually really like the way that the audio logs are written. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes there's, like, moments where Celine feels like she's, like, totally losing it. In, mm-hmm. But not in, like, a stereotypical, like, I'm going crazy way. In, like, a very yeah. calm, like, she's just saying stuff that sounds like gibberish, but you know that mm-hmm. it means something. But, like, I'm... It, Skip ahead 15 seconds if you don't want a very, like, a, one spoiled codex entry. Um, but this is, like, for an enemy type. And the, the it reads, A flying, unrefined error. Null sphere cube shaped with arms reaching below to null exception. Eyes. 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 A wall of eyes. Three roads come up to meet you. Upon expiration, it terminal warning. Cloven from the bedrock of unknown deaths. I read that. And I was, it got like goosebumps. I was like, that fucking rules. That is such a cool enemy entry. Cause most of them up to this point were like, oh, it's a bipedal creature of unknown origin mm-hmm. and it has a bubble. It's like very much like, oh, it's yeah. like a Mass Effect Codex entry. It's like what it's, and this one comes up and it's like this fucking terrifying Lovecraftian style, like, <laughs> Paragraph. you're only gonna grow to love that stuff more as yeah, the game progresses it's so like cool. it's, it 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 turns even harder in that direction like once you get past the third biome yeah um that stuff just rules and it's very uh i get that maybe it comes off as like being too much for some people but for me it's i just love that shit that like weird weird writing and like the, even even the suit itself the 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 like ai mm-hmm. in the suit itself is starting to like record things in weird ways yep uh it's, yep. it's really no, cool. it, it gets uh make yeah it gets it gets spooky um i, I think i beat it yeah. and uh it like the fifth biome is by far the hardest thing in that game like it yeah. oh my god it just outside of the crashing like it it just kicked my ass for for a long time and then uh finally was able to push back through it and then beat the rest of the game in like one go on that run and that felt really good but uh i will say i don't have a necessary desire to go back and like find the secret ending because it sounds like it takes like multiple hours of like going back through levels and finding specific items and stuff mm, and yeah kind of tedious we'll see how yeah. i feel i might if if i I'm, I'm really into it right now if it takes me yeah by the time i finish it though i might hit that point where i'm like okay i'm done um yeah but uh but but yeah i i, I love that game i think it has its problems i think that there's plenty mm-hmm. of um that is a game where like i talk about difficulty discourse sucks and i think it's you should make games that everybody can play period but i think like mm-hmm. 
uh, when I talk about like the Dark Souls lightning rod, I don't actually think that just a slider to make the enemies easier to beat would make that a satisfying. Um, that's not like a satisfying difficulty option. I don't think uh, the thing I've always they're going to do this in Ratchet and Clank, which sounds cool. But the thing I've always argued for is if they could find a way to let you slow the pace of the game down and like slow the speed down. I think that could be a way to make Dark Souls more accessible mm. while also. Yeah. And like uh, the 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 Jedi Knight Fallen Order stuff, where making like timing windows wider. But yeah, uh, exactly. Like it's, parry it's all windows, stuff. stuff I like think that. I yeah. think just making the enemies easier in terms of damage and numbers and stuff. The balance there is is pretty mm-hmm. finely tuned. Anyway, my point is, Returnal is a game where they could just add a fucking difficulty slider. <laughs> like you could just change like the mm-hmm. the if if the bosses just had like less health or something, or your weapons just did yeah. more damage. That would be a totally satisfying way to play that game and have adjustable difficulty. Uh, it, the, 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 the way that it, it doesn't feel to me, Dark Souls feels to me so intentional. Every part of the balance in those games feels so deeply intentional to me that it would be um, maybe the thing that would work is for them to do multiple difficulty levels, but they would have to develop each difficulty level as its own yeah. separate experience. Yeah. You'd have to balance the entire game three to four well, times. Like, even things like, like enemy placement is so deliberate in those yes. games too. Like, so, so you couldn't just like remove an enemy right. or add an enemy. Yeah. It's just like, they're, it's just so, so deliberate. I of course support the desire to make games more accessible. We need to do that. But I also think that uh, in coming from a place of good faith, not being shitty, it is true that it would be difficult to um, it's a it's a real question with Dark Souls. It's a question we should find an answer for. But Souls like games, there are, is it is more complicated than um, than it might look uh, initially. However, with something like Returnal, I definitely think it's like <laughs> you could totally tweak the numbers and it would be fine. It doesn't have the same level of intentionality. Sure. That I don't think that Dark Souls has. Also, also uh, like just tweaking the numbers isn't necessarily like making it more accessible. It might make it easier, but they're like, totally. I haven't looked at the accessibility options in that game. Yeah. But with that said, and I think the saving, they're not necessarily the same thing. It's just, you know, we we are aware as a podcast, they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, With that said, I think Returnal's really fun to play. I I really like that game a lot. Um, And I, I, hope to uh to push through it because um it's 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 i think part of it is how specifically it targets an aesthetic that is not it's hard to explain because yes there's there's plenty of sci-fi horror games there's plenty of like space pyramids in in video games but there's a specific way that returnal is deploying it the only other thing that i've really seen hit this in a, a visual medium is prometheus um, it's something that is common in some of my favorite science fiction literature when I was a kid, this kind of like spooky, um, not all the like spooky, mysterious sci-fi space thing is like a thing that I always loved w- reading, um, when I was a kid. And it's so cool that this game leans into that aesthetic in a way that I think is different from other games. Like could, you take like the Protoss from Starcraft and drop them in Returnal, sure. But the specific ways that it's using, like that writing that I read with lighting and and environment design and and character design, is really cool. Uh, and it and just it works. Is, 
it is only going to get more and more into your shit yeah, as you that's great. progress through the game. I will uh, say that I am a little nervous that <laughs> the second house sequence, if you haven't played it, you go in this house that just appears out of nowhere and it's interesting um, and it delivers narrative stuff. It kind of feels like you're playing PT, but not scary like PT at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the second house sequence, you like read a journal that's mm-hmm. like a character talking about like a character's it's not a journal it's actually presented as if it's like a novel but I, it's clearly like a, something a character experience that made me go like oh, i really hope this doesn't turn into a like oh she's this is all just a metaphor for cancer and she's sleeping in a hospital bed and that's and it's not real <laughs> i really hope it doesn't go in that direction uh but we'll see. I don't need any spoilers or anything. It's yeah, get, I'm get there, not, get there I'm on not my saying own. anything. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, get through get through the third boss, and then like I, that that'll be like that. That boss is probably my favorite in the game. It's really cool, and I like. It seems like it should have been the final boss uh, in terms of like what those two things are. Sure, um, they, they're vastly different, and the third one is like way more spectacular. I think. Um, um, I think what's what's working for me really hard and why I'll probably finish this game is um, the narrative. As soon as I start to get a little frustrated with the gameplay mechanics, the narrative makes me want to push further. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I'm kind of like, OK, well, who knows if this narrative is going to pan out? But I like the mechanics and the gameplay enough that mm-hmm. that's I want to keep playing it for that reason, too. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. I also saw Scott Benson on Twitter teasing some weird narrative thing that happens later on in the game that he was like he wasn't saying that it's like the best story or whatever but it was more that that particular narrative trick is really interesting with the way that it I, blends with gameplay so mm-hmm. uh, I, I i i i without seeing it i think i know what it is i'll, yeah. I'll look it up and see if uh what he's saying but scott benson's yeah. one of my favorite people in video games and made one of my favorite games so that's anytime uh, he's hot on something uh, or even if it's just a minor one piece I don't want to give the impression that he was saying Returnal is like the best game ever or anything <laughs> uh, but it's cool alright well that's Returnal and uh, with that our quick update finished Yeah, uh, we can get into another quick update from Allison yeah. on Famicom Detective Club yeah so I finished the first Famicom Detective Club um, and I've gotten started on the second one, and man, those are good games. I I am really into those. Um, I I talked a little bit about you know last week the story was just still kind of unfolding. There were still a lot of uh, loose threads, but they for the first game they all tied together really well, uh, including some things that I didn't expect to be answered because I thought like oh this is just you know like a kind of trope of the detective game, Uh, like specifically, oh, you're the, you know, teen detective who's been asked to be on this case. It's like, there's specific reasons for that. It's like, it it all just gets tied together in a really good way. So I was really pleased with the, the missing air. And now I've gotten, uh, into uh, the girl who stands behind, which is like the the missing heir was more of like kind of a standard kind of mystery of like oh here's this family and there's murder and everything. Whereas here there's been a murder, but it's like kind of um, 
playing around with like paranormal horror. I don't think there's going to be end, end up any being anything paranormal, but uh, it's specifically kind of playing around with those with like kind of like a ghost story kind of motif um, set in the high school. So it's, but it's very, man, I'm just so glad that these games exist. I'm just just generally jazzed about it because I'm like surprised at just how much I really like the writing of them for being such older examples of of the genre. But then also I'm just so glad that they were localized and updated in this way. So it's, they're just really very good. So I'm excited to keep playing the girl who stands behind and hopefully, uh, but be sad that that's basically it for, unless they oh. start Nintendo is like, Hey, let's just go into this at Teleview. Like, why not? But <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, they, who's to they say gotta, they got to put things that aren't mother three on the switch online. So. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, yeah. They just go through everything and they're like, so let's, we can remaster Satellaview stuff, I guess. Yeah, no, but it's uh, I think like they're like the games are a little bit expensive, but if you like that kind of Ace Attorney, um, mystery visual novel type thing, I'd I'd recommend it for sure. All right, Famicom Detective Club, the the girl who stands behind is that? What you yep, said? yep. Okay, and then also the missing heir, mm-hmm. which All is right. the one I finished. Yep. And, uh, okay, just a message from Pat there spooked me, but it's okay. Sorry, yeah, those technical details. Uh, I also hear, oh, yeah, Allison? Oh, and no, No, it also spooked me as well, but. Oh, yeah. Spooky. Uh, That's, it's like Returnal. Messages when you don't Oh, I was going to say, it's like, like, oh, it's like a mystery game. Instead of saying, (laughs) instead of saying we need to clap at the end, I should have just typed clap, clap. Clap, a thousand claps leading to our demise. <laughs> and this is how democracy dies to thunderous applause. Oh, God. This, this is how the <laughs> podcast dies to thunderous applause. There we go. I, yeah. I consume a lot of prequel era Star Wars content right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a yeah. drip feed. So. <laughs> uh, well, My text speaking alert of- is hello there. So I, I hear yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of drip feeds. Uh, Allison, I hear you're playing Oops oh, All Gotchas? Oops yeah. All DJs? Oops All DJs. So <laughs> Oops I need All to DJs know. is accurate. I'm excited about this because I need to understand what part of this is a gotcha. <laughs> oh, okay. Is it? So, are you collecting DJs? Are you yeah. collecting like is it tracks for them to DJ? Or yeah. Are you collecting you can like, buy turntables? songs for them, but it is also very much an anime like... Okay, so... It's similar in the kind of like multi. So I've, I've been playing D4 DJ Groovy Mix, which is just came out. Um, it's been out in Japan for a while since last year, but it just had its worldwide release. Um, it's similar to the kind of uh, Love Live or uh, Bang Dream like thing where it's like a multimedia project where they have like an anime, they have actual live concerts, and then they have this rhythm game where uh th- th- this is it's kind of funny cuz it's like this is a uh um a this game pre uh like assumes that you're accepting this world where th- 
like <laughs> multiple DJ units is a like DJ, have DJ like like units? DJ units are a thing. Oh, like like there's like four like each there's like six different units and each unit has uh, four people in it. Some are like singing. Oh, some are some okay. dancing. Some like are like groups. DJing. Yeah, some are like like VJing. Like and they, but it's basically like <clears throat> it's also this world where like DJ performances are very very big. And they're, uh, like, six different groups that are all trying to make it and all trying to go to this uh, specific uh, competition. So <clears throat> so it's it's kind of uh, a gotcha game in that it's, like, you, you want to collect the anime JPEGs while playing this, playing the rhythm game while also getting the story. Uh, but I, I just think it's really, it's, surprisingly fun um the rhythm game aspect of it i i've never played like a beat mania but i wonder how similar this could be because it's um like it feels very tactile for being a phone game where a lot of the gameplay is like the kind of standard rhythm game tap when the note hits this thing but then there's also like a slider near the end where where it's like it might be like okay you have to slide it from this side to this side and then there's the um, records on the ends that you scratch sometimes. So it, but it feels very tactile and like what you're doing actually affects the music the, in a way that I'm, you know, not normally expecting from like a mobile rhythm game. Yeah, it actually looks pretty dynamic and like it's it's pretty complex, even more so. Yeah, like at least as much as a like Citus, which is sort of one of the gold standard kind of. It, it gets games. complex, like like with a lot of the like ones where it's just pretty much like tapping. I'm usually not too bad at that, but it's like there's just so much going on with this, and so much um, you have to kind of pay attention to that. I'm not like I, I still feel like I have a long way to go to becoming a better player of this game. Sure. Um, yeah. So it's it, but it's it's uh, I think just like a really it's it's a fun game, and now. But now it's getting its hooks in me for the gotcha element too. So I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Is this doing to me now? But yeah, so it's, it's, uh, I, I, I think, you know, I, I mean, the gotcha is, is there and that's, but if you're just looking for the rhythm game aspect of it, I think you could totally just play it for that. And it's, I, I think it, it's it's fairly complex and fun, so I I'd, I'd recommend that if you're interested in rhythm games, so, and then you can also get into anime gotcha hell with me. To um, to what end am I gotching? Um, do you want rare anime JPEGs? Because uh, it, it, that's it's a like lot NFTs. Of it. It's like NFTs, but with uh, <laughs> what I will say yeah, is like, I fully expected to open this and have it be like, oh, I see, like because mm-hmm. you know, like most. I don't know if I'd say most. A lot of gotchas have um, characters that are um, perhaps ones that a lot of people want to look at for well, long periods of time. It's not listen, so bad in this game. It's pretty. It's not it's pretty. Pretty. It's there, there's it. There's like like I mean, all the characters are, are female, pretty much. So it's like yeah, but you know, very specifically. But um, yeah, at, at each well, and that's the thing too is that each. Uh, 
unit has their own kind of identity too in a, in a really interesting way. So like I've actually been pretty invested in some of the stories that have been going sure. on with these and they all have different kind of sounding music um, that uh, that's pretty interesting. And uh, the, I think it's really well made. The only thing that I could say is like a complaint, I guess is that, the gotcha is really expensive, but like yeah, that's unfortunately in my experience playing stuff like Genshin Impact, um, and and some uh, um, Grand Blue and uh, the I touched that other one briefly that Sam was playing. The un- gotchas now, you would think it's like, oh yeah, you maybe you spend like ten bucks to get a character. Nope, <laughs> it's uh, like you want hey, a specific do you character. Spend, do you want to get a specific character? And get it specifically four stars, which is the highest level you can get. Uh, you can you can buy it in the store now. It's forty bucks. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's even that's even good that you can just buy it for forty. In Genshin Impact, it'll be things like, oh, I want this specific five star that is fucking awesome, and it's like, well, you should be prepared to spend a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars on pulls because yeah, you will guarantee fair, a lot of it. You will get it guaranteed eventually. You have, but but until you've done a hundred one dollar pulls your chances of getting it are 0.6% per pull. And then finally it will give you the guarantee. And it's just like eye watering. <laughs> yeah. And to be obnoxious. fair, there are quite a few that are in pull, like just in pulls. Yeah. And you do have to pay for the premium currency to get some of those. And it's like expensive. So it's like yeah. annoying, but it's like also, you know, I mean, it's really very, optional especially if you just like playing the video game aspect of it sure uh like if you care if you're if you're very invested in the anime jpegs then it could get expensive pretty quick so the the jpegs they don't even do anything uh i mean they're basically like they they don't give you like a bonus or like uh they do give you like they are they do give you a a, like a bonus and yeah and that you can they do give you abilities and stuff so it does it does do that I, I'm being flippant, but the, like that's the reason. The, but the yeah. reason that you're that you're really getting it is like, yeah, like you're there. You're there for the anime JPEGs. At, at you the, stay for the rhythm game. Yeah, yeah. At the very least well, in Genshin, it's not quite. It's the characters are like pretty fully formed and different, and like have pretty complex sets of abilities and stuff. Like if they said it's going to cost you fifteen bucks for a character, I would be like, yeah, okay, I get it. So. It's it's not great that it's like more than that, but um. yeah, I I think that I mean they have like special like skills that they can do, and then also they have uh like power that like you can add it all together, and that makes you um stronger. I, I mean, like you can totally play without kind of worrying about that, but if you want to be like have the highest score or you're caring about that, then. You do need to probably have the higher star characters, but uh, yeah, it, it just it it just gets expensive. Like 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 I was looking, I like when I first opened it up, I was looking through the store, and I'm like, okay, what's the like woke up like the start pack, like which is like like let's let's buy it to start. It is eighty bucks, <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh boy. I think it's so, I think it's because for a lot of people. In different territories, it's like, well, you play phone games. You just play phone. You just play phone games. There's not 
the like yeah. Japan, especially not, Japan, not spending the seventy bucks on big. yeah, not seven, spending seventy bucks on Returnal playing phone games. So it's like yeah, and and I mean like there, you can buy things for cheaper. I uh, the reason I knew that I was in, in in Gotcha Hell now is that I've signed up for their monthly subscription, and it's actually not terrible because you get. Uh, like premium currency and then you get like kind of like it's like kind of like in the battle pass where you get like another uh tier of like daily login yeah that gunship has one of those stuff. too yeah and so it's like it seems like a fairly decent deal for for what it is so i'm like it, uh, so i <laughs> i've been thinking i'm like could be worse it's funny for that. <laughs> i'm not arguing or picking on you because i did the exact same thing with genshin impact so but i think it's funny that we go well, this seems like kind of a good deal when it's like the whole system was produced right. by the developer. Was produced by for, <laughs> Not, for this deal. Yeah, yeah. there are yeah, no, no it's, deals. <laughs> I know it's I know, but I mean, like, I think it's less like it's yes. a good deal and more like it could be worse theoretically. Yes, because I'm like I'm losing I've seen, money. <laughs> I've, well, because I've seen well because I've seen multi, like mobile subscriptions where they're like eight dollars a week or 50, oh, yeah. you know like twenty dollars a month, and you're just like. I'm like, well, this is five dollars a month. I, I, yes, you know, I totally. can, that's not terrible, and I get like some bonuses. That seems like fair, but, but yeah, no, I, I definitely had that thought of like, I, I, this is, I, I thought like, oh, this is a pretty good deal. I'll subscribe, and then I was like, wait, this is how they get you spending money in their game five dollars a month. But I don't know. I feel like there's also just like enough content in here that I'm like. Willing but to those put a little bonuses bit of money will give it. you just enough where you'd be like, if I had just like a little bit more, I could like get the thing. And then I you know like I've thought that, money. but I'm like, I can't see it's like, well, the thing that's kind of decent for this is that if it was a little bit less expensive, I feel like I'd be more tempted. But now I'm just kind of like, oh, that's fine. There I don't is need that, to get yeah. those pulls. That is kind of where I got to with Genshin is like, I was really into it at the first month or so. And I still like it. I plan to, I have it installed. So I still plan to, to catch up with their story content. But the first couple months, I was like, okay, I'm going to get this five star, and then I'm going to not get the next one, but then I'm going to get the one after that. And I was like, settled. I was like, I'm going to probably, I'm going to spend like a couple hundred dollars on this game a year because I really like it. And I like the characters a lot. And then I didn't, I missed a couple, I didn't play for like a month and a half, and I missed a couple of of things. And then I was like, broken of it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just was like, yeah, no. I'm not going to spend a bunch of money on this game. <laughs> I like yeah, playing and it. I feel a while, like it's like it could be fairly like I, I don't want to like uh, minimize the fact that this could be kind of potentially pretty predatory towards oh, people who yeah. who are. But for me, I just see like oh, you could buy seven hundred like seventy dollars worth of stuff, and I'm just kind of like nah, yeah. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's not even really a temptation mm-hmm. for me to pay much money yeah. into it because I'm like well. And it's an interesting, I think it's different markets, right? Because like sometimes there was um there was this Age of Sigmar game, uh Warhammer game that was like uh cla- uh not Clash of Clans, but Clash Royale whatever the one is where you like put cards down and then guys run across the thing to Clash, the other side. Clash Royale. Yeah. Thing. And I like those styles of games because I think they're the it's actually can be pretty clever, like the way you have to deploy units and the rock, paper, scissors happening. Um there's a PC one called Minion Masters that's not as mobily in terms of its pay model that's fun and um there was an age of sigmar one on on uh, ipad and iphone and i started playing it when i was doing more working out because it was a perfect game to play on on the exercise bike and the way they did it is every like three or four games would be like you want to pay like 
three bucks. You want to do three bucks and get this guy that you were, you could just get this guy now. You could play for another hour or you could just get this guy now for like two dollars. And that was like, that, like, I ended up spending like 20 bucks on that game because it was like, yeah, sure, two bucks is whatever. I'm having fun. And then like an hour later, I'm like, okay, three dollars. Fine. Uh, and so yeah, they ended and, up and nickel diving for a little bit. For me. <laughs> but if I see a $70 pack, I'm like, fuck no. Fuck that. Yeah, exactly. That no, I'm, the same, I'm the same way where it's like, you, well, what, where it's like you see the $2, $2. At least here it's just like, hey, you can get a guaranteed four star of your favorite character if you want. It's just going to be 40 bucks. And you're just kind of like, no, you know, I think I'm good, but, yeah. you know. Buy this or buy Ratchet and Clank in three weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 10 class. He gets out just before E3, so it's like two weeks. I'm saving myself for that game. I didn't look at any of their final preview or whatever. And I, I have, I didn't, I didn't watch that stuff either. I'm excited. Yeah, I think, uh, like, uh, let's see, when is it? It's going to be, is it, come, what? When is that? What is the date on that? It's like June eighteenth or something like that. Is it? I thought. I thought it was earlier than that. Because it's before E three. No, yeah, maybe you're right. June eleventh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So like two weeks. Okay. Mm -hmm. No. Look forward to that. And that was DJ Jazzy. (laughs) uh, Yeah, that's it. Mix. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Okay. Uh, don't, don't, don't play gotcha games, kids. <laughs> That's all Wait. I can say. Okay. What? Related to Ratchet and Clank. Someone needs to tell me, is this a sequel to that Ratchet and Clank that they made for PS4? Or uh, is it? That was like a, a reboot of the series. Well, I thought the new one was like a continuation of the PS3 games. That's what I thought too, but I just saw a news article that was like, oh, it's a continuation of their 2016 reimagining. Uh, what's a rift apart? Is yeah, because if it's a sequel to the 2016 reimagining, I'm going to play that before it comes out. <laughs> if it's a sequel to the PS3 games, I'm not going to fucking hunt <laughs> uh, down a way to play those games. Where, where are you seeing that? It's on a collider story. Uh, it's fine. We don't have to derail the whole show for for it, but I just hard to tell. Right. Does it matter really? No, because it's Ratchet Clank, mm-hmm. so it'll be a fun standalone story that like has characters yeah. from across the story series. So I'm not I'm not really pulling a me and suggesting mm-hmm. that I have to play <laughs> the lead in lore games, but mm-hmm. uh, da, 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 da. it is uh, that game is good. Uh, I platinumed it. So yeah, like, it's I. That's the thing is, it's more like give me a reason to play it. It's not. It's, it's yeah. I have a lot on my plate always with games. So, but if I had a reason to play it, I would play it because it looks good, and I never play uh, it. Wait. So wait, okay, Wikipedia. The game takes place following the events of both 2013's Ratchet and Clank into the Nexus, the last game in the Future Saga, and 2016's Ratchet and Clank, which gives it, uh, which serves as a reimagining of the first game in the series. Weird. Like into the Nexus. Which one's Into the Nexus? Did I, I play know. Into the Nexus? It's, it's it's. I think I played Into the Nexus. Pretty sure I did. I did not. I, I, yeah, because I played the future games. So yeah, uh, I did okay. not play that one. It's just hard to. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, PlayStation Now. <laughs> Those games are like eight hours. Uh, yeah. Good times, I but I, uh, I actually was hoping they would put out a like. Not even a remaster, just like a yeah. way to play those locally on PS5 mm-hmm. because I had the last one I played was like 
going commando. I don't even think I played up your arsenal uh, through to the end. Mm-hmm. So, oh wow! So like PS2 days. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, haven't, yeah. I haven't played really played Ratchet since PS2 PS2 yeah. days. The, yeah, uh, I've played most, not all, but most of the games, and I really like those PS3 ones. So I I'm happy to play this new one, but but worth it to have a PS5 to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the meantime. As uh, I was saying earlier, I've just been itching for that sweet, sweet 5e action. Yeah. And I, I had some time on the PC today. I, I try not to get on too much on the PC because of reasons. But uh, I was hopping into the Xbox app, looking around. Went, oh, Solasta. I've heard a little bit about that. It was on early access or something. And then I installed Baldur's Gate 3 again. Oh, so you did you didn't <laughs> No, I did. Oh, I did. But first I saw Solasta and I installed Baldur's Gate 3. But like they've updated it like four times now. And so like they're wiping saves as they update. Gotcha. Um so like I had to restart over at the beginning and like I played Druid this time and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I see. And then I got stuck in like a a trap and then everyone was dying and then there was like some interesting thing that happened with a character when they died is like oh well you gotta revive me within two days and they gave like all these ridiculous instructions about how to revive him uh so that i'm like mm, i kind of want to see what happens with that but also what if i just go install a different game where i haven't played like this part of it before and then i installed Celasta, um crown of the magister uh, which was in early access for a while with kickstarted and it's based on the dungeons and dragons rules but it's not like an official game like baldur's gate 3 is um and it's it's definitely like much lower production value which is very clear right away sure, sure. like yeah. like uh just like in terms of like model quality and stuff like that and like the breadth of stuff you can have uh Right now, there's only, like, six classes, I think, and, like, five races or something. There's some, like, variations, but it's, like, maybe it's seven classes or seven races. You can be dwarf, half-elf, elf, human, and halfling right now. Yes, like, five classes. And then you've got, like, paladin, cleric, fighter, ranger, wizard, and rogue that you can be. Uh, and... So the game, uh, before you start, it lets you choose your party um, and you can choose like, oh, I want to use these pre-made characters that the game has for me. Or I want to make like four original characters and then put them into the game. Then you go through like, you know, whole character creation process, which is if you've played D&D, you got to pick your race, your class, all your bonuses, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's very like, you know, vanilla. And... uh, and they they do go out of their way and be like, hey, uh, like you can use this kind of, like this skill, like say like um, I don't know, just like a random skill, like a like a medicine check. You can be proficient in medicine, but the game does on some skills say like, hey, like you could you could do this, but it's not going to come into play in the story, uh, like the main story. Like they're going to add campaigns later, so they try to be like, hey, this won't be here, so <laughs> maybe don't waste your time on this one. Uh, which is nice, so you can kind of more, uh, more smartly divvy out your skills. Then anyway, so you get started, and the game actually does a interesting way of setting up, like or tutorializing everything. 
Uh, they give each character, like, everyone's meeting in an inn, as you'd expect in a D&D campaign at the start. And they start, like, talking about, like, oh, well, I got held up, like, by bandits on the way. And then you kind of play through their little, um, you know, their adventure before where they're like, oh, this guy was thrown in a dungeon. This person was fighting wolves and stuff like that. I'm not sure. It's all fully voice acted, even for your custom characters, which is cool. Uh, but I'm not sure how they decide how to break things up. Like, if you had four clerics for some reason, if you just wanted to do that, like, what would the tutorial look like? Because one of them is, like, very much meant for, like, stealth and stuff like that. So, you know, they can tutorialize things outside of that, but I wonder if they would go through everything or just, like, the relevant stuff. Um, But, yeah, it's... It's very much D&D. I only played like a few hours outside of the character creation. Um, the setup is you're in a place called... Oh, what's the name of the place? I don't remember. There, There's a place called the Badlands outside of like the towns. There's mm-hmm. monsters and stuff. And you are recruited by a city uh, or like an alliance. And you're deputized. And they ask you to go to this fort and see what happened to the people there because they're supposed to be sending weekly updates and they stopped like three weeks ago all pretty standard stuff Mm -hmm. you go and there's goblins there you know uh and then there you start hearing talk of uh sorax which are kind of like this these lizard people that nobody thinks are real and but they're like no we were attacked by sorax uh so that's kind of where i got to um it's pretty standard like 5e uh combat and stuff you've got uh you know turn-based initiative like it's just it's D rules i just think they made a like their own kind of neat world to put it in mm-hmm. i think the the cool thing that kind of sets it apart from other D games or like these kinds of games that i've played is the like world they kind of do like a world map and so you're like, oh, well, I need to go to this fort, and it's, like, two days' travel from here. And instead of just, like, walking through, like, some forest or something uh, and maybe having a fight or two on the way, it just – your people go, and, like, you can see them walk in on the map. And be like, oh, this person caught some rabbits. Now you've got, like, five food rations. And, like, oh, we had to stop and camp. And then you get into a fight because you're ambushed in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And it pulls you in. You have to do the fighting there. Uh, so it's – it's an interesting take on like the world stuff that I haven't seen in one of these kinds of games before. Uh, the writing seems like fine. Uh, I haven't gotten far enough to see anything like super spectacular or engaging. Like it's, it seems very, you know, basic like dungeons and dragons. Oh, there's, you know, go into a fort and everybody's gone. Like, why has everybody been attacked or whatever? Yeah. Uh, but it, seems like there will be it it's not like up to level 20 i think it's only up to level 10 right now uh it wasn't really accessed officially out now and they're going to add more like campaigns and stuff as time goes on i guess is what the game says uh and there's like custom dungeon editors where people can put in you know you can build stuff or you can play stuff other people have made i haven't looked at that yet i haven't had enough time but like it's it definitely scratches that D itch. 
Very and cool. it's on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass. So if you're like Pat and have it on your Steam wish list, yeah, you don't, don't have to don't, buy it. Don't buy it there. Yeah. <laughs> Go pay the ten bucks and whatever it is and play it on PC or the Xbox app. I, I it might be on I don't know if it's on console. It's only on PC. Yeah. Playable on PC. Uh, so yeah, that's Celasta, Crown of the Magister, and released yesterday. Wow, didn't even know. Yeah, it came out of early access. That's why it's kind of a topic of yeah. conversation. Yeah, it, like I had seen some articles about it floating around, and then I was like, oh, okay. They they do some cool stuff with like jumping, and like they try to spell it like it, like you can move like this far, and like these kinds of characters would be like can do this, and like they can. You know, if you can do that, then you can read some boxes and stuff. And that's always been in D&D games. But, like, seeing it more spelled out and tutorialized, like, okay, these people can do this. It's pretty, like, simple, uh, but digestible, I think. Whereas uh, it's been pretty, like, linear so far. Uh, whereas, like, Baldur's Gate 3 is very open once you get out of, like, the initial, like... Uh, area sure then it's just like and here's like a whole big area for you to like get lost in and find people and meet people and get into fights this has not been as overwhelming as that so probably better for like people who are not familiar with like either crpgs or dungeons and dragons in general it's because it's there's just less stuff to overwhelm you mm-hmm Interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, worth checking out. Uh, yeah. So that's it for games this week. Unless anyone has something last minute they want to bring up. Not really. Uh, right. You know, you can't play the original Ratchet and Clank games on PlayStation now. Oh. Because it, it they only have a crack in time, all for one, full frontal assault into the Nexus and Quest for Booty. Those are the only ones on PlayStation now. It's like only the PS3 ones. There's not even all of the PS3 ones. It's missing what? one of them. What? Um, uh, I just crack looked. Time. Is it into the next? Wait, no, you said into the next. Yeah, Tools of Destruction. Oh, that's the one I played a lot. I owned that one, so I yeah. played it a lot. Tools of Destruction is not on PS Now, and it's very funny because in their marketing material for, for PS Now, they put the uh, the art from the original Ratchet and Clank game on PS2 huh. in there, and oh, it's not on weird. PS Now. <laughs> weird. But, yeah, but, like, if you wanted to play the original Ratchet and Clank, you just play the, the 2016 remaster. Yeah, yeah. They're... I'm not... Or not not remaster remake. No one needs to worry. I'm not seriously. Or you can just watch the movie. <laughs> no, I might play the original one or the the 2016 one, the mm-hmm. remake. It, uh, it was a PS4 hand. PS Plus game. So yeah, yeah, I have. It. Yeah, I have it. Uh, because that sounds fun. But <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a good time. Uh, also a good time. The news. News. <laughs> Maybe debatable. We'll see. Uh, there, there was a lot of news this week uh, between really. leaks. Uh, I mean, eh, there were you know between leaks and uh, like things starting oh, to get announced before E3. There wasn't a lot of. News. Oh no, th- there was, there was. 
And uh, first up on our list this week, at least, is Sony did a state of play, uh, this time showing off just one game, and it was 14 minutes of Horizon Forbidden West gameplay, which some people thought 40 minutes because because of the, you know, the European, <laughs> European accent. I thought he uh, said 14 minutes, and I was like, yeah. what? I'm not watching <laughs> this for 40 minutes. Uh, my my job is literally to listen for people saying 14 versus 40, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's, uh, uh, yeah. I thought that the footage was really nice. I mean, it looks great. The the Visually, it's pretty mm-hmm. stunning. There was some splashy water that looked bad, but um, mm-hmm. that, that, that was it. And it only looked bad because the rest of the game looked so good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was watching through on my phone of a stream of a stream. So it's yeah. like, you know, streams all the way to, all the way down. And I was still like, oh, okay, this, yeah, this looks good. Yeah. The animations were really impressive. Uh, I mm-hmm. thought that was awesome. And the one thing about that game, the more I think about it, I'm interested in it. I'm interested to see what they do with the story. Mm-hmm. The stuff like having like the, the breath of the wild glider is cool, mm-hmm. but I just hope that there's a little more in there that's new mm-hmm. like yeah. gameplay wise compared to the well, first it, game it looks like it's got more like combat focus or like melee combat stuff going on potentially yeah i just hope that it really does have more going mm-hmm. on like or different stuff going on than the first mm-hmm. game because um, well, like the first game the melee combat was like incredibly basic. one note yeah 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 um, like and here like the stuff they were showing was like combos and like yeah comboing like special abilities and stuff like it that. still looked very magnetic like yeah you were getting you like push square and you'll slide a little bit to hit them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um which so i don't we'll see um yeah I, I, i'm hoping i was really hoping at the end she was gonna like get on a flying <laughs> creature and fly around because that's could. something i really want to do in those could. games and maybe that'll be That'd be rad do eventually i was kind of they... bummed that you couldn't fly in the first one did they uh, show any flying ones? No, I, mean, I guess there are in the first one. Yeah. There, there are in the first one, but you can't ride them. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but, but they're yeah, kind of like bigger enemies too. But uh, I could see yeah, that uh, game being one that I bounce off of if it's too similar to the original. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, but but we'll see. Uh, I'm excited mm-hmm. for it either way because you know the original is one of my favorite games from the that generation. They did not put a date on it. No. Uh, yeah, you know they're they though I believe they did say that a date will be coming soon. I think uh, so. Probably if they do like an E three or Summer Game Fest more presentation, then they'll actually be like, "Here's a date." Initially, I thought it was because that game is further out than mm-hmm. people would think, but I actually think that that I think it was I don't remember if it was Dan Stapleton. Somebody was saying like, "There's a lot of people a lot of people were saying, saying like this. they don't want to put the date on it because of Breath of the Wild 2. and that yeah. actually tracks i think that makes a lot of sense yeah they, they um, don't want to get it like have that be the same thing that happened which is for, uh horizon which is, one in my opinion ridiculous i mean not ridiculous for them to do for sony mm-hmm. to do it's ridiculous that it's even an issue because like horizon is as similar to breath of the wild as it is to like it's closer to the witcher than it is to breath of the wild but it's uh, not about them be oh well i mean they put the glider in because yeah. they're like oh people like the glider that's the thing Fucking that people knock took out from kings, breath of the wild knockout city or whatever it's called has a glider in it so like uh, yeah every game but the glider. uh 
Yeah, uh, and that's the thing people took from Breath of the Wild, not like the the world, but you know, uh, uh, lost my train of thought. That it's oh, but but people. yeah, so like it's not that it's like you know it's people getting excited. People are going to be more excited for Breath of the Wild two than they are for like Horizon. Like yeah, but largely. I guess, there'll I be guess. people who. There will be people who are going to play one or the other either way, but, like, they don't want... I don't think that like, there's... The culture at large, I think, will probably gravitate more towards Zelda. I don't of know. Of course. But yeah, I, I think so, too. Yeah. But, I, I wouldn't want to, like... Uh, if I was Sony, I wouldn't want to, like, do that again. Mm-hmm. But the culture will gravitate towards any Nintendo thing. Yeah. I mean... So so just get out of the way of it. Don't don't even engage with it. I like, guess. Like, don't even, like... Why, why bother when you don't have to? Because, you know, it's like, you know... Well, the reason you bother... Say, you do have to because the PlayStation 5 doesn't have any video games. Yeah, but if, <laughs> you, if you can go... You know, if you go, oh, well, we're going to put it out right at the same time as Zelda or something. Like, you know, if they can figure out when Zelda's hitting, then they can sure. at least go, okay, yeah. we can. And, and they'll know. I mean, hopefully it might have to do with their marketing spends and where they're spending or something. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that they don't push the game to spring 2022 because they don't, yeah. they don't want right. to compete with Zelda when it's like, PS5 just needs games, man. Like, yeah. The, yeah. No, nothing, any... Well, I'll tell you this. The conversation is going to be dominated by Nintendo anyway if they're releasing a Switch Pro. That is yep. all. That is going to be what what games media talks about for the next six months yep. mm-hmm. when they announce that thing. So, or are you just you just not going to? No other manufacturer or yeah. like the studio going to put out AAA studio going to put anything out <laughs> in holiday because yeah, they're afraid of the Switch Pro. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know. Uh, yeah, because I just think they don't want to do that same thing to her. Where it's like they already just did it a once. week. Yeah. Yeah. And like if they can if they can avoid doing that same thing with the sequel, sure. I think they will try to I, avoid doing it with that game. I could see them wanting to avoid literally coming the same within a week just, of, yeah, of each other. Yeah, sure. just just doing it again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but who knows? Because Sony could be putting Uncharted Four on PC at that time. Get people really excited about Uncharted again. Their PC games sell really well, and it's a chance for them to get like Days Gone has like crazy good Steam reviews. Yeah, um, and I think it's a chance for them to put their games in front of an audience that will basically just eat them up um, yep. and and praise them. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if critics were not that critics were lukewarm on Uncharted Four, but um, yeah. like you know. 92% positive reviews on Steam for Days Gone is a pretty far cry from what that game's critical no, far response cry is, was. Far Cry is Ubisoft. That's oh, God, game. don't even get me fucking started. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, I, I, it makes sense for them to put more stuff on PC because, uh, you know, it, 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 yeah. it's just free money. It's free real estate. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that was uh, Uncharted 4 on PC was one of the things that came out in their, like, investor call. Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, along with, I I'm not sure if the God of War thing was legit because I saw some people saying it was like a fan edit that, of the thing, so like maybe it's officially God of War Ragnarok or maybe it's not. Uh, it's very you got you got Lady D on the other line there, Pat. No, I've got breaking news. Oh, um, mm. I I have a notification here that says your friend Astra Scout. Sam's PlayStation username last known location was detected in overgrown ruins. So, you know, 
<laughs> uh, oh, and also they've got that their Uncharted movie coming out eventually. Like the more footage of that, that has hit. Still so. from that was so funny. That movie is going to be so fucking like, bad. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, I can't it's, wait. I'm going to go watch that movie at the theater. I, I had like a little like is uh, what's his name? I can't even remember his name. What a little Mark little, Wahlberg. Uh, no, no, Tom no, no, the little one. Tom Tom Holland <laughs> almost looks. <laughs> Tom Holland almost looks like Ma- Mark Wahlberg, just like. Well, like in that in that clip, in that clip, it's so funny because Wahlberg was. I remember sitting. I remember sitting in the parking lot of my job at Barnes and Noble, waiting mm-hmm. for the store to open, like whatever ten almost ten years mm-hmm. ago now. Uh, no, ten yeah, ten years ago now. Um, and I was listening to an IGN podcast. I think it was, I was listening to podcast beyond and they were talking about the uncharted movie and how Mark Wahlberg had been cast to play Nathan Drake. And I was like, huh, interesting casting. <laughs> and then it took them so fucking long to make that movie that he got old enough to play Sully. <laughs> doesn't look right though. No, he it. looks absolutely. I've only seen that one still that people were floating around mm-hmm. making fun of when they're standing next to each other. Yeah, it's looks awful. Tom Holland looks nothing like. I understand it's a prequel and it's when he's a little younger. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like he's going to turn into Nathan Drake. He looks like he's going to turn into Spider Man. <laughs> uh, and and Mark Wahlberg doesn't look like Sully at all. This person they should have got they. You know what they should have done? They should have got uh, J.K. Simmons to play Sully. That would have been good. The two actors that I could see playing Sully: J.K. Simmons, Simmons, and Bruce Campbell. Done. That's it. I yeah, don't, yeah. Like, uh-huh. mm-hmm. the, there's nobody Bruce else. Bruce Campbell is basically Sully in Burn. Furthermore, Davis. yes, exactly. Furthermore, they should have just gotten Sam Raimi to do that movie. Like, just get Hell Sam yeah. Raimi to do it. Bruce Campbell could be Sully. Mark Wahlberg could have been Nathan Drake, I guess. And then lean into the stuff in the first the first game with like the weird zombie creatures. Um, and mm-hmm. you don't have to make it like hard R or anything, but make it like kind of kind of creature featurey. Um, anyway. The movie's going to be terrible, and I'm going to go watch it because it's going to be like laughable, laughably terrible. Sure, that's that's and totally it's fair. It's going to have the like Uncharted Forest finally a video game movie done right because there are people who can't fucking like Sony. They get Sony blinders on, and they can't fucking <laughs> <laughs> like. In some ways, we've picked on Nintendo fans, but like, I think Sony fans at this point are worse. Uh, it- it's the, the the system where stuff is strong right now. Give it a it'll it'll die back down. The system where the 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 two games it's, they're they're bad for different reasons. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, next up, speaking of system wars, E three is coming up, and that means the Xbox Game Showcase has been cons- confirmed for June thirteenth. Xbox where- and Bethesda. Uh, it's xbox it's they own them now it's yes. not like they gotta stop it stop it get some help <laughs> uh anything you're hoping to see i don't know starfield sure i, I want to see them put an xbox in the garbage <laughs> oh uh, that's you went a different direction with uh, that than i thought I want to see Phil Spencer. Nope. Op- open his society's window. Okay. 
I want to see Phil Spencer in Jeff Gerson's garage. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, that was that was great. I'm I'm still patiently waiting the Phil Spencer Jeff Gersman talk hour or whatever they do. Yeah, because uh, that's always the best. No, I mean I think I'd like and to I know. Missed it last year, I'd like to see what Starfield is. Um, there's that that would be interesting. Apparently, there's reports mm-hmm. that it has like space combat in it and stuff, which would be mm-hmm. wild. I don't know. Um, it's space dragonborn. Yeah, I, I, I'm. If it's what a, if what if. So, you know, in, like, games where you can go and you can, like, oh, I'm going to play, I can play Doom in this, like, Wolfenstein game, or I can play Wolfenstein and Wolfenstein or whatever, or, like, in Black Ops, you could, like, run around, you could play, like, an arcade machine with, like, Missile Command or whatever. In Starfield, what if you can get on, like, your ship, you could boot up Skyrim in Starfield? Ugh, but you got to buy it. It's an in-game. Yeah, in, yeah. In-app uh-huh. purchase. Yep. Um, $60. Yeah. <laughs> Seventy seventy dollars because it's, it's the PS five. It's running on a PS five within Starfield. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the or I guess a, not a PS five, a Series X. What am I saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's on Game Pass, so you don't. Have, yeah, yeah, if you have Game Pass. If you have fine. Game Pass, you can. Play with God, <laughs> dark future. Um, I think if that game is like a hard sci fi, open world space game, then that's I'm here for it. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't what I want to see from Xbox is for them to actually like put a solid date on a game that looks good. That's yeah. that d- frankly like just make something good and put it out cuz it doesn't seem like they've been able to do that for yeah. Yeah. What years? Uh, mhm. Uh, yeah, I saw someone saying it's been like six, over 600 days since their like last first which party was release. Gears Five, right, or Gears Tactics yeah, one probably, or two. Yeah, which you know, Gear, those games yeah. don't nec- they're not necessarily bad. Gears Tactics or Gears Five, but <clears throat> they're not like. Nah, I might say Gears Five is bad. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, but, right? Is it's mixed. Yeah. The reception is pretty mixed. Yeah. I heard one Mike Mahardy the other day say Gears Five is great, and then also I know people who say it's bad. I don't care because I don't particularly care about Gears in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. Which is a me thing. It's not like I'm not saying don't make gears, mm-hmm. make games for me, but put more yeah. out. The whole thing the I understand COVID happened. So, of course, that's a major thing. But the whole point, like three or four years ago, when Microsoft started buying a bunch of studios was people were like, just give them a couple years mm-hmm. and then the studios are going to start putting stuff out. And like even with even with COVID <laughs> happening, it's still kind of ridiculous mm-hmm. that we're still waiting or like, yeah, like one new thing like uh like psychonauts 2 was in development long before uh you know microsoft bought the double fine and you know double fine small studio they're going to take and their of course, time take your i time want that games. game to be don't, good yeah but, don't don't yeah. overwork yourself if if <laughs> still like they bought all these studios it's still nothing and if the real answer is hey we're doing things differently at microsoft we're not overworking mm-hmm. our teams we're gonna do this right for people's mental health great like take your time put a game out every couple years that is good but it's just like you don't even considering all these factors it feels like they're just not putting stuff out uh and game pass is only going to carry them so far to have like stuff on that service because um eventually people are going to be like but where's the new stuff Mm -hmm. uh and like i would love i would love to be sitting here going well, I already have a PS5, but maybe I should get a Series X because, you know, mm-hmm. 
would be mm-hmm. cool to play X game on my on my TV, mm-hmm. but I just have no interest whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see a lot of stuff coming to Game Pass. Uh, one thing we might see, possibly, maybe, uh, which is another news story on here, but we'll just tie it in here. Uh, Forza Horizon uh, 5? We did four, four, right? That was the last one. Forza Horizon mm-hmm. Five, yeah, might that because Hot Wheels is doing like a, a collabo with Forza Horizon, yeah, and they've got kind of like a deserty like aesthetic, and the new game is rumored to be set in Mexico, and that's supposed to like the collabo is supposed to happen later this year, so maybe yeah. there'll be a, a Forza Horizon thing it'd be wild if forza horizon came out before a new that was also another rumor i heard was horizon was gonna uh leapfrog motorsport uh before that like the new one comes out yeah i think um been a while for about like two years since yeah it's interesting i think horizon's a better game than motorsport and i think they should just Mm -hmm. make horizon personally Mm -hmm. um like motorsport is is so being more into like the sim racing space they're never going to catch sim serious mm-hmm. sim racing sims with with motorsport mm-hmm. like it's just not going to happen and horizon uses all of this you can set horizon up to play like motorsport if you yeah. want um and i don't know that circuit racing is what people want from forza really anyway i don't know that they care that much I, I don't know how many people fill the Venn diagram of racing sim fan who wants to play Forza but doesn't want to play iRacing or something mm-hmm. on PC and who also doesn't want to play Gran Turismo on on PlayStation. It's just so mm-hmm. weird. I think they just have found a lot of success with Horizon and it makes sense to expand on that because it's a great game. Uh, if they turn, I think they definitely need to get away from like the yearly release and yeah. just like, okay, this is the Forza platform going forward that that'll make the most sense but uh yeah and then they can keep like doing new forza horizons with new maps and stuff that you know that makes sense as like a model Mm -hmm. but we'll see that like i would be excited for that and like more fable news but we're not going to get more fable news they don't have anything to show of that which you know somebody uh, somebody floated to me that they're that they think they're gonna have obsidian make fable 4 which is like, but we already know it's not. Yeah, this, 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 their, their, who their theory. Who's, I don't want to, I'm not going to, it's a person who just this podcast anyway, but um, they were like, they think that the, that team that's making Fable 4 is going to fall apart and they're going to like drop it on Bethesda and Obsidian, which is a weird And thought. then it's going to be set in Las Vegas. And it's just going to be, this is Vegas. Fable Las Vegas, Fable New Vegas. Yeah, two. I got you, but Fable I want it to New be Vegas this. Is, too. I want them to make this as Vegas. Is what I'm saying. Bring back this as Vegas. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> why shouldn't I bring back this is Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> why should we subject ourselves to living without this is Vegas? <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, next up on our list, uh, they gave Dying Light 2 uh, an official release date, 
again. It, it got delayed, and they went, wait, did, no, we've got a new release date. Did the two of you read that article from a, from a while back about Dying Light, though? Dying Light uh, 2? It sounded like it was bad. Like December? It, it sounded like a bad scene. It sounds like that studio is, like, really bad. Like, re, like a mm. really bad place to work. A really mm. bad... The person running it is, like, a complete, like... He's just, like, a tyrannical, like... It's wild. Mm. I have no, it, that article made me go, mm, this game's going to be bad. Uh, sounds like Techland is just a, like, mm-hmm. it's summer. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. I like Dying Light 1. So hopefully it comes they, out good. But you know, they, know, they're talking big game with Dying Light 2, and that it'll be impressive if they can live up to it. I don't know that they can. It almost sounds like it's like a grift. <laughs> yeah. Like, like they're trying mm-hmm. to pull a bunch of investor money or something and that the game's either never going to come out or when it does come out, it's going to be vastly different than the thing that they suggested it would be. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, Borderlands 3. Randy Pitchford is tweeting again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That is how we can sum up this story. Uh, this time he's tweeting to say that... Borderlands 3 is getting a new uh, patch, and it was going to enable crossplay across all platforms. But the publisher, which would be 2K, uh, required them to remove crossplay from the PS5 or PlayStation version uh, for certification. And based on the Epic trial that happened, uh, and like some of the information that came out, like we could we can only assume because he did not decide to elaborate he just stoked the fires and walked away as randy pitchford is wont to do <laughs> uh but it came out in the the epic apple trial that epic or sony charges developers to do cross play and they want like a cut of revenue if they even if they aren't if they, like even the if dominant they just, platform, yeah, like, or sell any sort of thing in the shop, right? So it's like yeah, it, even if they're like not the most revenue, they have, like if studios have to pay them a cut to like give them more money, so that they if, make like, an, Xbox they make an equivalent money. amount to like Xbox yeah. and mobile or whatever. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's it's like stupid, childish. I, I would never in a million years work with Sony if that were the the, the way that they. If I were because yeah. you know if I were running a game studio. And I didn't need to worry about getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I could just make mm-hmm. fun games that pay the bills. I would just be like, fuck off. <laughs> I'll just work with Microsoft and make the game work for Windows and PC. Like, or Windows and Xbox. It's just, Sony is, is so up their own ass with this stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's Ridiculous. For a studio that can't, I mean, for a company that can't even, like, get ps5s in people's hands still mm-hmm. uh it's like i don't know that you are in a position to like make it harder for people to access games on your platform yeah it's like well you know they can access them but they can't play with other people that's what i mean like, like access just, games yeah. as in play the game uh, yeah yeah with it's people just, it's just uh it's absolutely childish and yeah just doo-doo but you know, that's what we can expect from the corporate stuff at Sony and then people to defend the practice. Like, yeah, exactly. No, there's nothing defensible here. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll see if 
There's like another USB drive left at a like a Dolly Parton's Dixie, whatever. Don't bring Dolly Parton into this. She's too good um, for this. Hey, I'm just. It was know, the medieval maybe. times. It wasn't a. Dixie. I know. I know. I know. Times. But like you know, you can't do the same thing twice. You gotta like you gotta shake it up. What else? Think, what else? What other medieval times like restaurant is there? Just the Dixie Stand. Rainforest here. Cafe. Yeah. Rainforest Cafe doesn't have people fighting in. The I know, but like itself. let's. Let's make it a Rainforest Cafe. When I went to the Dixie Stampede when I was a child, it was extraordinarily problematic. So hopefully, <laughs> I, I, I we've had this discussion yes, before. I believe it was it was they've toned it down or like I, altered I it. Hope I'd hope that, so. I would hope because it was horrifically bad. Uh, speaking of altering things, uh, the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, Shining Diamond, Brilliant, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, what are they calling them? Uh, Worth Gen Remakes, there you go. Yeah, the, 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 D, the first DS games, uh, got their official release dates, which are in November, which is pretty standard for Pokemon games. And also, that Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, the, like, open world ninja game, uh, ninja game. I don't know the open world game uh, set in like old timey Japan looking stuff. Uh, got a date in January, which is surprisingly close. It I is hope, very close, and I. That's I one that of those where I really want to be better than it did. Yeah, yeah, it looked real bad in that early f- footage, and it's. But I think the concept is so cool that I'm it like, is. Oh, it would be so nice if this was a good yeah, game. Yeah, so I want it to be good crossed. too. And I think I actually think. That it could end up being important because I, I think that game, if that game is bad, it's gonna be a like Nintendo has been putting out a lot of stuff that's like, uh, and to be clear, I'm not stating my opinion on it because I don't really have one because I haven't played them. But Nintendo's putting putting out a lot of stuff like Paper Mario, for example. There are some people who are really disappointed by it, and some people who really really liked it and stuff. Like, there's been a lot of like mixed to generally very positive response to things. Um, if Arceus is bad, I don't think there's going to be like a lot of defenders there going like, no, it's 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 good. I mean, it looked real rough in that rough. early in that That's early footage. Kind of what like, I'm getting. At, yeah. It could. And it's be. like it'd be really nice if they could like, you know, mm-hmm. clean it up and make it work. But and, yeah. and like uh, even if it was like just okay, I, I'm like I feel like the concept is good enough that you could. Be defensible about it, but it's like well, if it looks the way that it currently. Yeah, does, it's like, more like when that footage came out, there were very few people that I saw going, "This just looks great. This just looks great." Everyone was like, "This would be cool if it doesn't look really bad like it does right now." And uh, like it will, and not just that it looks bad. It's like it looks mediocre, and the frame rate was like complete yeah. ass. It yeah. looked like it's being rendered in Factorio. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's all, it's like it's a I'm whole personally thing. not somebody that needs like I don't know like the the best graphics or I'm not somebody who even needs like the it, best it wasn't like, even like frame rate. It, wasn't even it was just graphic. like it, so choppy that, that, that I was, was like, it looked unacceptable. unacceptable. Yeah. Well, and it was unacceptable. barren. It, 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 the yeah, art design too. Yeah, it, it's like yeah. if they had done if they had gone <clears> with very sparse minimalistic <throat> art design to get a great frame rate or even a 30 frames like a playable frame rate. Mm. Whatever, I could look past that. But it was like the sparse art direction with really with, poor performance. Yeah, that was like, wow, there's like two Pokemon on screen, and this is running at 14 this frames is a second. Chugging. <laughs> and this is the footage that you're showing off yeah. of, like, look at this yes. game. 
And it was yeah. like, uh, it, I mean, it's, uh, I want it to be good. Yeah. But yeah. We'll yeah. see. We we will see. Uh, we'll all see. Uh, we'll we'll see. Um, maybe what Valve is cooking up next with the release of a Switch-like portable PC. Maybe I uh, don't th- trust that. Is the I, yeah. yeah that is kind of the rumor yeah. going around right now. Like, I, I that's will something say, that would be nice, but also I don't see it working, and I don't see it working from Valve, but... I mean, well, there are, like, kind of Switch, like, could, PC options out. Yeah. yeah. I think you could the, do the it. The power definitely comes into, like, I th- you know... I think you could make it work, but I don't think Valve's doing it. I don't think it makes financial sense for companies to do it, I guess. That's what it is. I, uh, uh, I don't question mm-hmm. the capability to get it going mm-hmm. but it would be like thousands of dollars to purchase and i just don't think they can get it in a place where it makes sense for people to buy it there was a rumor from or there was a quote from gabe earlier this year saying that there would be news from valve in like terms of console games it not in the way you would expect coming later this year that is like the one thing where i'm like this could be a thing or maybe people are misreading the the what they're hearing or whatever it was and just it's actually so vague valve games coming to the switch pro valve is making the new nintendo switch pro <laughs> the the valve cosmos Half-Life Alex valve cosmos exclusively coming to switch Val, no it's a val or half-life alex exclusively on the new nintendo switch pro with Labo. vr no with, yeah, Labo. with Labo vr Labo yeah. vr yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh i and actu- a head crab amiibo i actually think valve would totally consider doing like streaming their games to the switch uh sure. i could see that for sure i don't think they're going to work with microsoft uh, and I don't think that they're going to work with Sony. <laughs> no. Um, no yeah. So if they are doing something with a console manufacturer, I, I think it would be with with I, Nintendo. I mean, the only the I would I again I would see them, and I think it would be smart for them to do Half Life Alex with Sony on the on the VR. Like I think that would be yeah. a smart move for them to do just to make, in terms to make of more money Half Life Alex in any and, and just capacity. like you know for well one to get that out there make money and just like for you know for for the culture as so it were, you that's know, the for thing. VR I don't think they give a fuck about the culture or making money. <laughs> well then, well like, why, I think people there do. I think people who made Half Life Life Alex probably yeah. do, but I don't know that the people making the decisions about where to put that game out. Because they had like a falling out with Sony, right? That was the whole thing. Was there was Kinda, like, yeah. and and I don't, I think that they're a company that's like, well, we're done. We're never gonna yeah, bridge probably. burned, and I don't think that yeah. they will ever rebuild it. Uh, because I think that Valve is sort of in a similar position to Nintendo, where they can do whatever they want, and they will yeah. still be the industry leader in their segment. Um, th- they could, they could. I mean, virtually anything um, they they could do, and it it, it wouldn't. Yeah, I, I think it's just more or not like mostly for VR, like because if they're gonna keep doing VR stuff, like helping the other VR platforms only helps everybody. Like you know, a rising tide lifts yeah, all. I think you and I feel real. that way. <laughs> and 
you know, it, like, again, that would be childish, I think, if, like, they, but, you know, That's they, kinda can, what they I'm, could do whatever they want. That's kind of what I'm saying is I think there is a degree of childishness to their yeah. upper management in the way that they handle things. And I think it's born out of the fact that they have an unlimited amount of money. Um, yeah. So they can do whatever. They don't actually have to do anything that anybody unlimited else wants. Knives. Yeah, Gabe can buy every knife on, on Earth. Fun fact: in the knives out chair. The number of knives that Gabe could buy can stretch to the moon and back. Uh, that's not a real three quote. times, or, in fact, a real thing. Um, but yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I I I do think that they're. Let me put it. The, I think these rumors have merit because I think Valve is always trying to figure out how to make a console. Sure. I think that yeah. there are people make, trying to make a console of Valve. There have been for fifteen years, and there will be for twenty five or forever. Um, because I think that they have an interest in hardware that they mm-hmm. can't quite shake. Um, mm-hmm. but every time I don't think it'll ever come out in a mm-hmm. like usable way for consumers, mm-hmm. uh, or they'll ship out prototypes to like 400 people. And then that's oh, the yeah. maybe I can get lucky again. <laughs> yeah. That's how, that's I, that's how I got my first PC, right, my first gaming PC. Uh, but yep. Thanks valve. Uh, Next up, what do we got? What do we got? Uh, oh, we got Team Ninja news here. Team Ninja is reportedly working another rumor on a Final Fantasy game in the style of Neo or like other Souls like games, if you are unfamiliar with Neo. Yeah, cool. And set mm-hmm. in like the time, like parallel or like around the time of Final Fantasy 1. Could be cool. Yeah. Uh, it, <coughs> presumably more, um, like, I guess easier, more accessible than, uh, like, a Neo or a Dark Souls because it's Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah I think you'd have to be. If it, yeah. Uh, That's good because we need more games that are more approachable. Like, obviously, yeah. we need all those games to be more accessible. But even yeah. just for people who... I think there's a ton of people who the toxicity of souls game fan base turns them off to those kinds of games when they're actually, they're not as accessible as they need to be. No doubt there. They're not as soul crushing as a lot of people think they are. Yeah. (laughs) Like I I think the, the communities have gotten better, uh, but we'll see how that goes when there's a new one. Cause it's been a while since there's been a new one. I think the community has gotten bigger and more diverse. Mm-hmm. perhaps yeah, which has diluted some of the shitty toxic people but i don't think that those people necessarily have gotten better i think the people who have no yeah yeah probably still Just, st- still suck um yeah the communities as a whole have at least in the interim between releases I just, have kind of warmed up and go, been less crappy i go back to like once i finally got through all the dark souls games and i was like you know i don't know there are fights in the first two Kingdom Hearts games, I'm not going to say are harder than anything in Dark mm-hmm. Souls, but are the sort of thing where, like, I think if you could beat those, you could beat mm-hmm. Dark Souls. Uh, they're just, you know, they're very different. Like, totally, you know, of course. It's totally they're, different they're testing, and they're, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, you're, you're pushing up against, like, the physical limit of what you can do. Yeah, sure. Um, but mostly with, just with like, the tools you're given. Mostly just like I'm. What I'm saying is, I think the difficulty in Dark Souls is a little oversold mm-hmm. uh, at this yeah. point. 
And so games that don't have that reputation that you can come in fresh to that are like, oh, like Fallen Order. Fallen Order is a perfect example of this. So many people played Fallen Order that would never have played a Dark Souls game because it it just looked more approachable. And it, there was an assumption that it, it would need Wars. to be more approachable. Yeah, because it is this licensed thing. And so yeah. hopefully that, that could be the case with the Final Fantasy game. I don't know that I... I'm interested in the idea of it, but not necessarily because it's Final Fantasy, just because it's another Team Ninja Souls yeah, game. Because definitely. like I don't if you told me they were making a Final Fantasy game set in like Aorzia in the Final Fantasy fourteen world like this, I mean, that would make me excited. Isn't, but just saying it's that, Final Fantasy. The final isn't that where uh where the first game takes place or something no i don't think it has anything to do with the first game or uh, warrior of light is that's from a concept the first game yeah but that's is a concept it? that okay. is, is in a lot of final fantasy okay i recently um, looked this up to see if eorzea was secretly like tied to something else it's not it's just mm-hmm. the setting of final fantasy okay. 14 okay oh yeah the kingdom of corn corn uh Corneria. Corneria? Is this this a crossover (laughs) with Star Fox? Please, that would be... Now, mm. that's what I want is a Star Fox Souls-like game. Um, Dual barrel roll, Cloud. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, Final Fantasy 1 is cool. I I will say, I like Final Fantasy 1 a lot, and so that is interesting if it's set in the same world as as Final Fantasy 1. I went to this art exhibit at a mall uh, like a couple months ago and it was from the guy who did like a lot i can't remember his name the guy who did a lot of the art for um like final fantasy games like concept art and stuff Mm -hmm. like that i've got this like postcard here you can't that's awesome and they he had he like did the art for like final fantasy one yeah Mm -hmm. like the character art and like final fantasy seven and all that stuff so it was really cool seeing these like massive uh things i'm like oh wow okay I, there's like sephiroth that's pretty cool uh yeah stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, so you do attack and dethrone god in final fantasy one as well yeah, that's so. classic i'll start somewhere mm-hmm. uh also like i've i i don't care too much about it but they did announce that new dragon quest game dragon quest 12 yeah it sounds from what i haven't looked at the footage but it sounds like it's they pitched it as like a dragon quest game for adults and then it's like and you get to see the puff puff massage. <laughs> well, that's the thing is it sounds like the footage that they showed didn't really look like it looked like it could just be a spooky mm-hmm. part of Dragon Quest Eleven or whatever. Uh-huh. Like it's not uh-huh. it's, there was nothing in it that was like, I don't know, there's yeah. there was some good waypoint talk about what if they cross berserk berserk with Dragon Quest. Mm-hmm. How nightmarish uh-huh. that would be. Mm. Yeah. What if? But uh, yeah, we'll see when that comes out. I, I saw some. People need to learn what a game engine is or something. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, people, I saw people talking like, oh, it's going to be, they're going to put Dragon Quest 12 in the Unreal 5 engine. What if they do something like, it's just going to, it's going to look like Dragon Quest. Yes. It's, they're not going to do, they're not going to drastically change the art speaking because of, of the engine. Speaking of game engines though, that Dragon Quest 10 or whatever, that one remake mm-hmm. that's happening. Oh, like, is that three? Maybe. Yeah. I don't remember which one, but it yeah. is in the. 2d hd hd 2d whatever but that's that's no that, that's an art style that is not an engine that is because no i know octopath has just made an unreal 2 yes i know i'm or, saying that unreal 2 unreal speaking as of well. confusion around engines but but yeah. like it's it's it, it is actually i when i first heard about it, i thought it was just in the style of octopath but it is like 
they use that word like that terminology it's like the actual octopath it's like, like the the tool set they use yes. or that yeah. must be yeah, yeah the tool like set it's that like 2d yeah. yeah like hd yeah. 2d yeah yeah mm-hmm. so they're very specifically using not just that mm-hmm. but they're yeah, using it's, it it's that, that which is set. cool i would love to see yeah. square do more but, of their games like old games in i love style. that i love awesome. that aesthetic yeah. so give me that octopath vibe for me uh Let's see. So we got that. Next up, we're almost done. Uh, Pat, I need you to tell me about Sonic. Oh my god, the Hedgehog. Yeah, we we'll talk about it at super length. I I hate that fucker to start this off. I do not like. I do not. I do not care for the Hedgehog. Uh, I do not care for that Hedgehog. <laughs> I I will not eat him on a log. No, I, I would not, eat him. I he, would he, not. Uh, meet him in a bog i no, i wouldn't do that unless i have a sword. i will not play that game it is a slog yes that's 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 it sorry to the sonic stands out there not for me um and uh so but i watched this giant bomb talk over the sonic thing because i wanted to see uh people's joy and it was delivered on it was a really weird event they announced like some collections they announced like a sonic colors remake or remaster Mm-hmm. Um, and then they didn't really announce much new stuff. And then at the end, Ben Schwartz came up and was like, hi, I'm the voice of Sonic. And it was cool and endearing. I actually kind of wanted to watch that movie because I like him a lot. Uh, the movie's fine. And, uh, and he, and, and he was like, we we got a really exciting announcement for you at the end of this, uh, at the end of this presentation. And I was like, okay, so, you know, what are we going to, we going to get some, what, what's this going to be? And then it's like Sonic running through the woods and he looks like an okay sonic it doesn't look like you know 4k next gen sonic to me but not like the movie sonic no and then he like it like zooms out and there's like this rune thing that kind of looks like the word zap if you kind of tilt your head a little bit and squint but it also could just be like runes and then it just ended and it's like, what was and that? And then, like, <laughs> the Niantic logo popped up or something. Oh, I don't even remember. Maybe. I, I don't, I didn't catch that. If it's the Niantic no. logo popping up, then it's easy to say uh, what it is. But. So, it, let's see. Uh, I pulled up a Polygon story here. It's just the next mainline game of the Sonic yeah, Hedgehog series. Just, so It's just weird that they. <laughs> it's coming next year. You. It's just, it's just odd that, the, that, they, that they announced it as, like, our one more thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was like nothing. N- yeah, it's like if they said like Nintendo was like we got one more thing, and Mario like jumped on a Goomba, and then they put some symbols on the screen, and then it ended like yeah. They're like <laughs> it's a Mario. Like we're making a Mario game, and you're like yeah. Yes, exactly. People That's what I'm saying. People were reading like, hey. like a blood splatter on the ground from the Goomba. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like here. It's like it's from what I've seen. It's basically like. Sonic, we're having a new Sonic thing, and it's like, yeah, but that's it's a Sonic event, and it was we know. Yeah, yes, and it was funny because I saw people that were like, oh, oh, it's it's got to be it's got to be um, um the next Sonic RPG, but Bi- this is Bioware. Bioware's making this, <laughs> and like because they did that one <laughs> DS game. Uh, what? <laughs> wait, I can't remember. There's that Sonic RPG that that uh, okay. 
that was on Wait, DS. Did, did Bioware make a Sonic RPG? Uh, I think that yeah, they did. Yeah, um, what? Sonic Chronicles Dark Brother. Yeah, it's the Bioware made that DS game, 2008. I'm not I'm not bullshitting you. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I remembered correctly. There are people who were like, "Oh my god, this is a sequel to Dark Brotherhood," and it's like, how would you get that from what we just saw? <laughs> And then um, some people were saying it's Sonic Adventure 3 and that like the runes, it's because of the runes, that's how you can tell that it's Sonic Adventure 3. And then other people were like, no, it's not. <laughs> There's nothing there that would tell you that. It was just very funny to watch the YouTube chat kind of fold in on itself as people were arguing about what it could be. <laughs> that's, wow. Yeah, Sonic, The that's okay. I'm willing sure, to bet that not? it is a third person behind the back game where you run around as Sonic. That's. Cross was berserk. Now there's now you're getting now I can see getting into Sonic. Mm-hmm. No, you're gonna get into Sonic. Well, so what I want the way they could get me into Sonic is if they just made they leaned into like how if they leaned into the idea. I'm not saying that I find Sonic characters hot because. I don't. I'm not shaming anyone who does. But if they leaned into the idea that they could be hot. Yeah. God. And and I'm not saying make something super weird. I'm not like out here saying. Sexual content. No, tag no, no. I'm not saying make the Sonics fuck. What I'm saying is <laughs> if they did like a like if it was like a so, really like messy. He's already, he's already kissed a lady. If it if they did like a messy dramatic like like Knuckles and Amy are like. Did you fucking hear? Did you fucking hear what what Big Cat said the other day? And and like made it super dramatic and and soap up. Then I could get into it for sure. Uh, it was like, like Sonic's like Sonic, Sonic through the hourglass. The, these are the days of our the human lives. the human lady that Sonic kisses is like no the baby is shadows. Like that's that's what I'm talking about. That kind dun, of dun, dun. who gets amnesia everyone <laughs> they all wake up on an island <laughs> oh Danganronpa 2 yeah I see sure okay well uh, it, was, it was nice uh, having you join me for this episode uh, episode 174 you don't sound convinced of, uh, you know no I'm just <laughs> you know, I'm like, is, there, is there more we need to say but I think we've said it all on episode 174 of the Gaming Fix podcast on May 29th, 2021. I've been your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. your partner's favorite Dungeons and Dragons care, uh, class. You can find me on Twitter at CoolSlaw. Yeah, at CoolSlaw. My brain it's mush. Uh, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. Uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter at FixPodcasts. Uh, like it's, it's in the notes check the show notes you can find all that stuff there Pat where can people find you you can find me on twitter at ejcplays that's kind of where I'm at right now I don't know. Okay. And Allison you can find me on twitter at w-r-i-t-e-r-s-e-r-e-n-y-t-y you're going to be posting like some anime jpegs I, I guess yeah if anybody wants to see my, my my cool my good good jpegs that I've gotten you're not Maybe NFT, so I can just download these, no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't you wouldn't care. download an NFT. <laughs> uh.
All right. Well, uh, thank you to Jeff Davis for their wonderful music that we use for our podcast. And uh, thanks to Alex for editing the podcast. Alex will be back eventually. Supposedly. When work quiets down. And uh, stay wet, gamers. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.